Thanks for joining us in this episode of Learning Christianese, a series all about teaching newcomers or seasoned Christians about words commonly tossed around in the Christian faith that never seem to get clearly defined. I'm Justin, also known as Gustin, and joined with me today, as always, is my co-host Josh. Hello there. So last week we took a look at the Father and his particular role in salvation. This week it's time to take a look at the Son, probably someone who people would most closely associate with salvation because I think the Son has uh, the most uh, direct responsibility when it comes to salvation. He is fulfilling salvation. He is fulfilling um, prophecies and such. Let's take a, a more close look at the Son in all of his roles when it comes to salvation. Yeah. So tell me, have you ever heard somebody start out a, a prayer and they address the Father at the beginning? So like, Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for bringing us together. And we thank you for dying for us. <laughs> I, I have never personally heard someone... Uh, address a prayer like that. I'm definitely the first part, but the dying part, no, I have not. <laughs> to be fair, you've you've been in some some more solid places in in your life. Uh, I, however, growing up inside the Baptist church, heard that more times than I can count, and more than likely, some of those who are listening to us have as well. And and that is a classic confusion of the roles of the persons of the Trinity in salvation. The Father does not take on a human nature. He does not become incarnate. He does not die. Rather, it is the Son. The Son, as a distinct person of the Trinity, is the one who takes on a human nature and unites a human nature to deity. The Father is not fully man and fully God. Only the Son is. The Spirit is not fully man and fully God. Only the Son is. And this is where things get into the realm of of. I don't like the word mystery, but in this case, it is the most appropriate. Uh, the, the, the mystery of the Trinity in terms of this is beyond com- normal human comprehension. And if we could understand God fully, he would no longer be God. He would be us. He would be something like us. He would be something discernible to us in such a way that we could wrap our minds around the infinite, the eternal, the ineffable God. And that would be sad times for us because that means we made them up so good news is we can't fully understand it but there it is the son takes on a human nature in salvation to save us he takes on a nature like ours and then he obeys the father fully and completely the specific commands that the father gave the son and all of the commands that he gave to all of us he obeys all of it fully completely and then dies on a cross under the wrath of the Father. Isaiah 53 is the classic text for this that makes a clear distinction between the Father and the Son. The Father pouring out his wrath on his suffering Messiah. And then he rises from the dead, ascends to the right hand of the Father. So again, there's the distinction, even a spatio-temporal sort of distinction, though it likely isn't referring to that specifically, but it For us, it allows us to make the distinction clear. He is at the right hand of the Father. He is not the Father. So the Son sits at the right hand of the Father and rules and reigns and does so. He ascended 
in, in his great coronation ceremony, essentially, after the resurrection, to the right hand of the Father, to rule and reign until all of his enemies have been placed under his feet. One of the books that I, I love to describe the the sun coming down to earth is is the book of John. It really, the prologue in it uh, describes Christ coming down, putting on flesh, and being in the world, and then living in obedience. And then, you know, as you go further in the book of John, obviously, the death on the cross and the resurrection, all of that happening. I just, that's one of the things I loved about John so much is that prologue really giving us a, a good idea of Christ being um, the being of God while also being distinct from the other persons in the Trinity. Last time was the Father, you know, this time we're looking at the Son. Yeah, yeah, John is a great, great book for understanding both the relationship of the Father and the Son because the Son, uh, Jesus, in John, talks so much about his relationship with the Father in John more than any other gospel account. And it also makes very clear the deity of Christ, as you said, and his full humanity, his full deity in the prologue made perfectly and abundantly clear. It's a great book. Next week, we're going to take a look at the Holy Spirit, uh, the third person of the Trinity. We're going to take a bit of an in-depth look with him, as we have done with the Father and the Son. Thank you for listening to Learning Christianese. Make sure to follow this podcast on Spotify or Google Podcasts, and follow us on Twitter at Goostons at B-Time and on Instagram at Goostons Bible Time. Go, delight in the law of the Lord, and plant yourself by streams of water.